Hockey Report Live, Labor Day edition. What's up, world? We're already in the conference finals. The hub cities have flown by. We're down to four. And yes, we got spoiled with three game sevens. We are going to break them all down on the show today. It's World Hockey Report Live. Cody Jansen with you here. Follow me on Twitter at Janner31. World Hockey Report on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. Show brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code 120Z Sports when signing up. They're going to match your deposit up to $1,000. A little bit of a stinker in the West Final game number one. We're also going to break down those game sevens a little bit later on. But come on. I mean, round two, we got three game sevens. Those were thrilling. We had some fun there. And now we're going to bring on Adam Ehrman Trout to break some of these down for us. Adam, buddy, I mean, obviously the Dallas-Colorado Game 7 was the best. But were you shocked at all when you got to see the Isles kind of hand it to the Flyers, honestly? I mean, they kind of ran them out of the barn. And then Vegas over Vancouver, I personally wasn't as shocked by it. But I, I just feel like Vancouver's time was going to come to an end. Yeah, uh, the the Flyers and Islanders one. I thought that I think with the Islanders, and you'll see this in my picks, they're a, a very tough team to beat. Uh, well, three out of four games, and I guess it would have had to be that way if Philly would have wanted to win. And they just they just know how to lock it down, right? Like they they get that early early two goal lead, and it was just kind of game over. Like it's it's how they play. Um, I remember I was, I was watching with some people, and the one person's like, oh, is this how the Islanders, like, do they always play this defensive? Like, they're probably going to back off now. It's like, no, that's, that's how they play. So I wasn't super surprised. Uh, Philly didn't look right. Like, they had hardly anything from their top guys, and it's hard to win that way, and obviously they got shut out. And then Vancouver, Vegas, uh, Vancouver just ran out of gas. They didn't. It's not like they played great. Like, I, I'm not too sure how capable they were of playing much better but yeah you know the better team won um vancouver's time will come but at the same time like they're losing their starting goalie in a top 14 on last year or next year and a top six winger so it's hard to say i mean you never really know when it's going to come again i don't want to dive too deep into this right now because i really want to talk about game one between dallas and vegas obviously but I, I guess I'll ask you one thing about the Canucks here. Is is does it not make sense to trade Demko right now? Like I get it. Like you're you're going to be in a little bit of cap trouble, and I think that Tanev is nothing against a Foley, but I feel like Tanev has the potential to be a bigger piece come playoff run than a guy like Tyler Toffoli. So if you clear up that cap space for a guy like Markstrom. Like you're gonna tell me that you can't get rid of Demko right now and get something very solid for him after that playoff like performance? I know it's only three, four games, but he's got to have some value. 
And if you're not sold on him being the goalie of your future, why not? Why not move him? Maybe you package him with an expensive contract. I'm not saying you can throw Louie with him and still get something half-decent in return. But I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of teams looking for goaltenders, and Demko doesn't seem like a bad option. Yeah. Um, well, if you're not sold on him, obviously trade him when... Uh when the price is, is as high as it's going to be. Uh, in a way, yeah, it makes sense. Like, it's it's two great goalies. Like, let's not discount Jacob Markstrom's year. He was their MVP for the season, and he was basically the reason that they got to where they got to for the most part. So it's it's tough, though, because Vancouver's turning into a, a cap team. They have two guys who are making uh, on-rookie deals that are going to be making a combined, like, $20 million in two years. So... You got to be prepared for that, and maybe Demko at a lower number than Markstrom's going to be right now is is what you need. Um, it kind of depends on the price. Like if you trade Demko, you can get a good pieces for him, or maybe unload like the Erickson, Furlan, Beagle, Russell, Myers, just down the list contract that you want to put with it, or you can sign uh, trade Demko and keep. Or sorry, fuck, you'll have to edit that out. Yeah, no, 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 there's no edits. This is live, buddy. Oh, shit. Uh, no, I'm trying to say, or you just let Markstrom walk for nothing and you choose Demko. So it's tough. Like, you, you don't really know. So it's kind of, you're flipping a coin. If you can get Demko at four years and let's say three million, do you do it? Do you do it? At oh, yeah. F- yeah? You bet on him. I mean, he, he's a second round pick. He did well in Utica. Like, play decent in the regular season as a backup like and he's young like you give him that fair enough no that's uh that's that's just the one i wanted to run by uh, i don't know i mean vancouver you know they're they're fans their media they're just self-imploding i don't know how you can be so angry after like such a good run like could you imagine if the leafs or the flames or the oilers actually made it like one game away from the western conference final it would you know You'd be thrilled that they even had that progress. Vancouver has been a dumpster fire for the past five years. They have one good run, and they want to implode their own team. doesn't make any sense to me. But also, did they not have one of the easiest runs to round two? Adam, they beat Minnesota in the qualifier. Minnesota's the most mediocre team in the NHL. They've always been that way. Easiest playout knockout, playoff knockout. And then you beat a St. Louis team who, yes, they're the defending Stanley Cup champions, but their motiva- motivation factor was in the negatives. Like yeah, they, half their team had COVID, and their goalie was like B30 for the series. And like half of them didn't unpack their bags. Yeah, it, it didn't look like that at all. So, like, I mean, St. Louis, like, they're just like, yeah, like, we're, we're good, and that's what it seemed like. And I'll give Vancouver credit, though, because there, there's teams in there, St. Louis, Arizona, uh, Washington, who looked like they wanted to be anywhere but the bubble, but Vancouver is the one team that you saw like they actually looked excited when they won games and when they scored and stuff, and all their post-game and pre-game intros in the dressing room, good job by their media team there, but they looked like they were excited to be there and that they wanted to be there, and I'll give them credit for that. That's totally fair. No, that is a, a fair point. Anything else you want to touch on? I mean, I guess we can talk a little flyers here. 
Like, yeah, the Flyers, yeah. they just, they just, I don't know. Like, they're, I think they're at a bit of a crossroads. Their highest paid guys were some of their worst guys. That's the biggest problem. Well, the one was in the press box for a yeah. games. Wow, yeah, yeah JVR like, is a contract you can't get rid of. Voracek was way worse than Giroux. I don't care. I mean, you can go off stat lines, but for who actually showed up when the games were on the line, I thought Giroux at least was noticeable out there. Voracek was just a turnover machine. I mean, it yeah, I, looked like Yager when he was struggling. The issue with the Flyers um, is that they waited so long for a goalie and these young defensemen that the forwards are getting long in the tooth. Like the, the good older forwards that they have, like the Drew Voracek. Uh, long in the memories. tooth? Like they're they're kind of... <laughs> Like the top guys, and like Konechny's a good player, but he's not Giroux. He's not going to be Giroux, and they they just don't match up well. Where the goalie's young and good, and he's up and coming, but the old guys are on their way out, and you don't really have much coming behind them. So they're at a weird spot. The top guys were terrible. They have like a couple: the Van Riemsdyk, Goss Despair, and in two years, the Kevin Hayes contracts. So you're going to be looked at and be like, "We have twenty million dollars in dead cap right now." Yeah, they're going to have to package up some draft picks with some of their high-paid high guys and get rid of them. That's the only way that you're going to have to chance to win in the next two, three years, if you ask me, because I get it. Next season, you hope to have a healthy Oscar Lindblom, healthy Nolan Patrick, possibly. Like, you know, you were missing some guys, but you also have to shake something up there because that's not a Stanley Cup champion team. And I picked them to win. I, I thought that they had it in them, and their top guys, their top paid guys, really, really let the team down. I think for Ivan Provrov, I think this is a little bit of a coming out party. I think he's a great player and all, but I think this really kind of made his statement that, hey, he's a number one D-man on that team. So there's definitely bright spots. I also think that, like, I'm not blaming Carter Hart at all, but I also think that he was a little too hot and cold for... Oh, he wasn't, yeah, no, he wasn't... For the playoffs. He was not the reason why they got this far. And, you know, he wasn't the reason they lost either, but it's still a young goalie in the playoffs. Look at, uh, you know, Carey Price. When Price was young. You know, the NHL playoffs are a totally different beast. And for a young goalie... Like, say what you want. Like, Matt Murray and Jordan Bennington, their runs were so... can't even say one in a million because I just named off two. But, like, Bennington was 26. Matt Murray was still, like, 23, I believe, when he won his first cup. Maybe 22. So, still a little bit older. And I, I think that Hart's obviously got more potential than both of them combined. But, yeah, you got to build the team a little bit better than they got. Okay, moving along. We got to talk about Game One here, Western Conference Final. Uh, Vegas. Did they even know the game was tonight? They were terrible. They lost. They lose one nothing. It wasn't even like Dallas played that great at them. Dallas was fine. Dallas brought their physical game. Dallas kind of just suffocated Vegas. Um, what's the saying? Let the sleeping dog lay. I don't know. You know. That's not- <laughs> I don't think that's it either, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like they saw that Vegas had no energy and they gave them nothing. Like Nick Cousins was trying everything in his power to get 
some sort of emotion out of Jamie Benn, you know, trying to get them riled up. And Dallas just said, whatever. You guys aren't doing anything. Your team doesn't look like you want to be here. We got our one goal. We're just going to sit back on that. Like, Hudobin played fine. But should Hudobin be getting a shutout in the NHL playoffs? Nonetheless, in the Western Conference final? No. I mean, I'm pretty hard on him. I even got a couple of texts to, like, oh, your boy Dobby. You know, he's playing good. You always rip on him on the show. I don't mean to say he's a terrible goaltender, but he's definitely... Yeah, he's a backup, and he's an a awkward really backup. backup. Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's a solid backup. But he's still like a 905 save percentage goaltender who has a weird style, and I feel like he, he like, needs to... I, I noticed this today. He like, he'll slide across, and the whole top half of the net looks open, and then he like punches the puck up in the air like he punches his arms up. He's like a 2020 Tim Thomas. If you, yeah, if you just really funnel know. pucks on net, if you can get pucks towards the net and you're willing to crash and bang, you're going to score goals. Like, think of that Nick Cousins chance where Hudobin made an, an unbelievable save of this skate. But that's the only save of the game that's actually memorable. That's one chance where I believe it was Shea Theodore just threw the puck on net, got a rebound, and I mean, Cousins was an inch away from scoring. Yeah, How does that this kind of goes back to our conversation of them against Vancouver, where Vegas would have 50 shots, but the scoring chances would be like 10-10, and it's like, okay, and like that was a little bit of it tonight. Like They turned it on kind of in the third there, but they didn't. Like You can't really remember much. Like Alexiak got the holding penalty on Smith on like a partial breakaway, but there wasn't a ton of chances where you go, oh yeah, like they really deserve to score there. Can I... Can I say one thing about Vegas's offense? And I know I even picked... I said I thought they had a better offense than Dallas. I was so wrong. Pacioretty looks terrible. He looked terrible out there today. I mean, he's out for a public skate if I've ever seen one. That guy was nowhere to be found around the puck. He wouldn't even forecheck on Klingberg or Haskinen. Like, he, he wanted no part of going after those guys. He, he just forfeited, essentially. He was a perimeter player. He had no offensive threat. And, I mean, when Chandler Stevenson, no offense to him. He's a great Sasky guy. But when he's the best player on that line, that's a problem. That's a major problem. And Chandler Stevenson's a guy who can play up and down the lineup. He can play first line. He can play fourth line, second, third, power play, penalty kill. But he still should not be the best player on that line. No, I think Pacioretty, and it kind of goes back to Montreal a bit, where he's almost Johnny Gaudreau East in a way where he doesn't he doesn't really perform um, in the playoffs. Like he was good some games against Vancouver, but that's not you never really doubted yourselves in that series. And this one, I mean, it's big boy hockey, and he didn't show up tonight at all. Uh, I know Vegas is in win now mode, but you're gonna look at that trade maybe even after these playoffs, they go, holy shit, Montreal got Nick Suzuki and Thomas Tatar out of this. Like, yeah, yeah but I think I have uh, I'm going to, I said Dallas in, in seven to start, so I'm going to keep it that way. I don't even want to tell you what I said, and I mean, I blogged about it earlier. I said Vegas in five. I still think they've got a chance. I really don't see why they can't win four straight against Dallas. It's not like it's not like Dallas is the most impressive team in the world, but 
you could really tell. And I mean, you tweeted it out. This Vegas team needs Ryan Reeves. He's a key part of that team. And he's a leader. He leads by example on the ice. Say what you want about his hit. I, I mean, it's obviously a dirty hit. It deserves a one-game suspension. But that's a team that needs him. They need his bench presence. They need his on-ice presence. And they, they kind of just need that spark that he can provide. No one else in the league can do what he does. Tom Wilson's as close as it gets. And he doesn't even provide that for Washington. Yeah, Reeves is a little more... Like, he's. I think guys worry about him more because they know that Wilson's... Exactly. No, no, like, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not meaning Reeves is going to go out score Wilson. I'm just meaning from, like, a pure spark plug, like, lightning bolt on the ice, Ryan Reeves is going to provide that a lot more than Tom Wilson, who's a better all-round player, who's a better scorer, a better body checker. Like, Ryan Reeves is just a special player where he's a unique, he's got a unique style. No one else can match it. What's your Islanders and Tampa pick? Man, I'm so torn on this. And I, I just saw, well, yesterday John Cooper goes, well, Nikita Kucherov's available, Stamkos isn't. And I really want to say that that rest is going to help Tampa. But there's also a part of me that goes, I think Barry Trotz has been able to solve every team he's faced. Why can't he do it one more time? And it's just going to come down to the Islanders' offense, who I've got no faith in because I, you know, if Andy Green's going to be leading your team in scoring in a game seven, you know, it's tough to put that offense up against Braden Points and Victor Hedman. But yeah, like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, what, what do you think? Like, do you, do you think that Tampa's going to come out buzzing or do you think they're going to be sleeping? Uh, I don't know. Like, it's, Tampa's kind of a hard team to read, honestly. Like, I don't know what style of game they want to play. And if you look, like, their best players have been, like, Blake Coleman and, like, Barkley Goodrow. And, like, that's fine for them. Like, nice pickups. But that's not who you want your best players. Like, after break point, I guess. But, like, the Kucherovs and the, the Tyler Johnsons. Like, I'm not, not really sold on Kucherov at all. And I know you aren't either. And <laughs> oh, really? It's it's tough. Uh, I think that I'm gonna say Islanders in six games because I think that Trotz Trotz just like gets it. Like, like I think he, he knows how to play. And if the Islanders score a one nothing goal or a two nothing goal, it's it's game over. Like they they shut it down better than any team in the league, and they did it against Philly, who a lot of people were loving. And Tampa, like I I still I think Bashlevsky's played really well, but like. He had a tendency in games where they get out shot 40 to 20 where he's going to let in three shitty goals. And I think that's going to happen once or twice in the series. Just the biggest thing is that you mentioned the Islanders' offense, that Barzell can't do it all himself in, like in general, but especially against Victor Hedman and against Sorelli, that's tough. And But I like the, the Islanders' depth and their grid, and I think that that's going to offset like the, the Coleman and Gaudreau line that's been such a difference maker. Okay, I got one more for you, then I'll let you go. Who do you start at net if you're in New York? Do you go with Grice? Do you go with Varlamov? I don't know. Well, I, I'm going to say Grice because like that's who he started in Game 7, and 
that's what Vegas, why what Vegas did didn't make sense today. It's like you have your guy. They start Game Seven for you. They should be starting Game One of a conference final. But I'd say Grice, regardless, I think he's played better. Yeah, that's fair. I think for Vegas, it was more of a rest thing for Leonard. Yeah, that's that's my yeah. opinion. But nonetheless, Adam, buddy, enjoy the long weekend. Beauty. Adam Urban Trout there joining us on World Hockey Report this morning. Alrighty, guys, got to tell you, you know, we've been talking about 2D Rap as well, and they are going to change the way you drink hot and cold beverages. I'm telling you, 2D Rap has it made. They're the best. If you want to keep your drinks cold this summer or even hot this winter, time to ditch those traditional koozies. 2D Wrap is the ultimate drink insulator. Fits any beverage, hot or cold, made in Canada. 2D Wraps are made with military-grade neoprene for the highest quality product possible. Strong and durable 2D Wrap keeps your drink hot or cold for hours on end. I'm telling you, went camping a couple weekends ago. You got the coffee by the fire, you know, morning, nice little wake-up. You're kind of like, oh, man. It's a little chilly. You got the wind, you know, a lot of air blowing around there. Wrap one of those bad boys around. It's going to keep it warm. It's cooling off. It's fall out there. I mean, hey, we're going to get some nice days. So, yeah, if you're going up to the golf course, wrap a couple of pops, throw them in your bag. They're going to be perfect. I'm telling you. Check them out today. TUDIRap.com. That's 2DRap.com for the best drink accessory in the game. All right, let's step out. I got more thoughts on round two coming up here after the break. This is World Hockey Report Live coming to you on Zingo TV channel 761. Cody Jansen with you here. Labor Day long weekend. What's going on, world? Hey, hit us up on Twitter anytime at World Hockey RPT. We're on Facebook as well, World Hockey Report right there. Zingo TV exclusive today. Channel 761 is where you're watching. Hey, I'm sure you already signed up, but if not, pass it along. Tell people when they sign up, use promo code 12OZ. That's 12OZ when signing up on Zingo TV. Always free. And hey, it's the best. There's so much stuff on there. If you're not on Zingo TV yet, you are missing out. I'm telling you. Zingo TV, they got a lot of great channels. And they, they're continuing to add more channels. That's the best part. Hey, you're not going to get sick and tired of watching it. There's everything. I mean, hey, I'm a lacrosse guy, so yes, maybe a little bit of bias in there. But I think some of their lacrosse, they got lacrosse network on there. It's awesome. You got a lot of basketball, soccer, hockey. If you're a sports fan, Zingo TV is where it's at. Round two recap. It was a blast. Let's have a listen. A circle to Hedman. Tease it up. Shoot! Score! Hedman! The Lightning win it! Zechariah holding, looking for a centering pass. They score. It's a hat trick for Yoel Kibiranta. Myers is in with Besser. He shoots, and it is stopped. What a glove save! Are you kidding? Vancouver won it, but could not clear it. Theodore shoots off the pipe and in! Vegas takes the lead! Power play goal! Point Taves down the slot to Mayfield, right circle, walks in, shoots and scores! Scotty Mayfield picks me over left corner on Carter Hart! 
goosebumps. Gotta love it, though. Hockey's great. It would have been cool to see the Flyers finish off that comeback. You know, you win a couple in overtime, but you gotta tip your hat where it's due. The Isles, them and their systems, Barry Trotz, Lou Man. I saw a, lot, a stat that like 79% of the team was picked by Garth Snow. Gotta give him some credit. Garth Snow, if you built this team, good on you. They definitely weren't as disciplined under your guys, though. Barry and Lou have a heck of a system. And I'm, I'm interested to see how they do against Tampa Bay. Are they going to be able to shut them down? Boston doesn't have much of a system. Columbus? All right. They've got a little bit. But they're not nearly as fast, as talented, as smart. Or, you know, just as strong in general as the Isles. Now, I'm not trying to get your hopes up here if you're an Islanders fan. But let me throw this out here. Because, as I talked about with Adam, I've never been high on Tampa. I don't think they've got the guts for what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. I didn't even think they had the guts to get to an Eastern Conference Final with this core. They're missing Steven Stamkos. That obviously sucks offensively, but it also opens up room for a couple other guys to stand out. So what do you do? What do you do if you're Tampa to find a way to break through the Islanders' system? Well, I think as Philly proved that if you can find a way to stretch out the ice you're going to have a chance because you're not going to get too many odd man rushes on the Islanders. But when you do, you damn well better score and you better be ready to get to those greasy areas because anytime a puck gets to the front of the net, if you're not banging it in, it's out of there. The Isles follow through their system to a T. They lock it down. They're one of the best in the game, without a doubt. I don't know. Does Tampa have the heart? Do they've got the guts? Is Vasilevsky ready to take that next step in his career? I like the Isles here. Uh, I do like the Islanders system. The more I think about it, the more I look into it. They've just got what it takes heart-wise. Was St. Louis the best team last year? No. They bought in. They played their system. They stuck to the game plan. That's what it takes to get to a cup final. That's what it takes to win. Is Jordan Biddington that much better than Thomas Grice? You tell me. You tell me. Grice looked pretty damn sharp. They got to roll with him, too. They got to roll with him. And while we're talking goaltenders... Let me throw this out there about Carter Hart. He's the goaltender of the future. He's the, you know, the next superstar goaltender of the National Hockey League. Yes, he wasn't perfect. Did we expect him to be perfect? No. That's a young goaltender in his first taste of NHL playoffs. How can you expect this guy to be performing like a calm, cool, and collected veteran? He's going to let in some shitty goals. He's going to have some damn funny balances not go his way. 
He's going to give up bad rebounds. His nerves are going to get to him. That's all part of the process. Give this guy a couple of years. And if the Flyers can figure out how to stay competitive, they got it made. They are going to be laughing. Now, I want to jump over to the West. Vancouver, we already pumped your tires enough. Hey, you're a top 18. You're the best NHL team in Canada this year. Congrats. Leave the Hubble. See Markstrom doing backflips off boats already. See ya. Was he, was he that injured then? Are you doing backflips off of a boat? A couple of days after you're out? Couldn't play hockey though? I don't know. That's a that's a, that's a can of worms right there. If you're a Canucks fan, let me know your thoughts when you saw that at World Hockey RPT. Now, I did want to talk Avs because after, I think it was Nathan McKinnon said, hey, we don't need to change anything about our team. Are you sure? Nothing. Nothing at all. Even fully healthy, Grubauer, Eric Johnson, Calvert. Fully healthy. Colorado doesn't want to change anything about their team? I don't know. (laughs) That's a... You, you can't just say you don't want to change anything. Like, that's just literally just saying, oh, if we were healthy, we'd win. Every team could say that. Every team could use that excuse. Every team gets banged up in the playoffs. That's a fact. It happens. Teams lose their starting goaltenders. Team lose, teams lose their best defensemen. You have to be able to battle through it. And I get it. You probably don't want to be like, hey, we need more of our depth, guys. But end of the day, Colorado is not a deep enough hockey team to win the Stanley Cup. Didn't matter who was in net. They didn't have it in them. I get it. They were two minutes away. If that... <laughs> Ewell Curvanta. Whatever his name is. Curvanta. Some Finnish kid. Played 11 regular season games. Had one tuck. Hattrick in game seven. How are you? If it's not for him, the Avs are going to the Western Conference Final where they'll probably get smacked upside the head because they got their third-string goalie playing. But still, it's a different story. It's weird times in Colorado. Colorado is a team that feels like they're so close but still far away. Do they go after Fleury? Do they go after Markstrom? Do they go after, I'm not even going to say who dope, but I don't think Matt Murray's the answer, Frederick Anderson? It's all the success Contry had. Does he have any pull with Freddie? I don't know. Let me know. What do you think? What does Colorado need to do? Let me know on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. Alrighty, we're going to step aside. Another commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to give you a little bit more of an in-depth prediction. Tonight, Tampa Bay, New York. And, of course, I said, we hit it up on Twitter. We dropped that clothing line. Go check it out. Looking fresh. Go check it out. 120zsportsradio.com. Click on the R Store tab. Scroll down. You're going to find World Hockey Report right there. Fresh premium hoodies. You got white. You got gray. You got black. You also got the blue shirts in there as well. Looking sharp. Go support the boys. Hey, the more you buy the more we're able to do those giveaway stuff. World Hockey Report Overtime Challenge. We'll sauce out hats. We'll sauce out shirts. But hey, what comes around goes around. And yes, we are counting on you guys a little bit as fans. Loyal 
number one fans the absolute best. We are counting on you a little bit here. Buy some swag. Look good for the fall. Those hoodies, they're going to look fresh. The white ones look unreal. Normally, I'm wearing them. Not today. We'll rock it on Friday. No big deal. Okay, let's step aside here. World Hockey Report Live. Cody Jansen with you. Labor Day special edition right here. 12 Ounce Sports Zingo TV channel 761. How is it going Monday, Labor Day? What's up, world? It's Cody Hunt. Cody Jansen here on World Hockey Report Live. Wow. Monday just caught up to my mouth right there. Alrighty. Hey, we would be reminisced if we didn't mention the tragedy that happened. You know, it sucks to, to you know, think back that it's been so many years already. But locomotive, I mean, September 7th, always a day that sucks. Lost so many great ones. I mean, you know, somebody grew up watching Pavel Dimitri, guys like that. It's terrible. I couldn't imagine. I mean, it's it's impactful on a scale that it didn't happen anywhere close to home for me. Didn't happen in the NHL. But just that something like that could happen. You feel for them. You feel for all the players, the staff, the family members that lost their lives September 7th. It's never fun to bring up, buddy. You gotta keep them in your thoughts and prayers. It, you know, things happen fast in life. Thankful it hasn't happened to you know any NHL team or anything. I know there's been other tragedies in the hockey world, but you know, gotta be thankful for every day you got. That's the thing. You know, be kind, be better, and the shows with that. Those are you know, just message. That's that's a words to live by. So we'll stick with that. Alrighty, moving along, we got to talk Isles Bolts preview. Before we get to that, though, we dropped the new merch. Go check it out. It's on World Hockey RPT on our Twitter. There, you can go check it out. All the links are there to go buy. Help yourself. Get yourself set up. Get yourself looking sharp. Because fall is here. You want those bunny hugs if you're a Sasky guy or girl, gal, whatever. Looking to rock a sick hoodie. You got the pullovers as well. I know fall golf is coming around. Nothing fresher than a nice little crew neck. Pullover, long sleeve, no hoodie. That's perfect for golfing. You're going to look unreal in it as well. They also got t-shirts, men's, women's, whatever you need. And we're doing this because we love you guys. The loyal listeners. When you go buy something, just take a screenshot, send it to us, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Send it to my phone if you got it. And we're going to enter you in a draw. $100 cash. Just like that. We'll pay off your order. Or if you know if you, you buy one thing and you're kind of like, dang, we'd like to get more. You get it in, you're kind of like, man, let's start getting Christmas gifts. We'll give you 150 bucks. World Hockey Report credit gift card whatever you want to call it 150 bucks free merch free swag whatever you want let us know 100 bucks cash 150 bucks world hockey airport gift card you let us know all you gotta do 
buy something, take a screenshot, you know, let us know you got it purchased on the way. Send it off to us. You're going to get entered into that draw. It's that easy. World Hockey Report, we're giving back to our loyal listeners. I've also been talking about Coco Rum, Coco Vodka for a long time, and it's officially the drink of fall now. It's refreshingly different. Cocoa Vodka and Rum, the original refreshing mixed drink of a can, combines real natural coconut water from the Philippines, triple distilled vodka or smooth Puerto Rican white rum, and a splash of sparkling water. Available at BSW Liquor in Alberta, and they recently launched in a ton of states down there. Don't forget, you can also get it shipped to your house online. Enjoy Cocoa.com. Enjoy the Cocoa Life with World Hockey Report. Go pick yourself up a case today. Escape with Cocoa Vodka and Cocoa Rum, the original refreshing vacation in a can. Check them out at enjoycoco.com. Oh, not that way. That way. As you can see on screen. I don't even know where to point up here. Not a weather person. Cocoa Vodka, Cocoa Rum. The absolute best already Isles bolts game one eastern conference finals hello edmonton more meaningful hockey coming our way tonight here's how i think it's gonna shake out could be totally wrong as i was in the vegas game i thought we were gonna see vegas win it 4-2 one nothing dallas probably if you if you want to make bad bets keep listening if not plug i mean plug your ears turn it off fade whatever do whatever you want but i really think that the time off is going to have tampa bay coming out slow and the islanders buzzing off of a big game seven win they're gonna lock it down tampa's not gonna have them figured out yet and the isles are gonna cruise to a 3-1 win. Thomas Grace starts. Barzell probably gets a goal. I think Everly's going to get one. He's just a uh, you know big game playoff guy. Isles take a 1-0 series lead. That's my thoughts. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at WorldHockeyRPT. Let's hope for some overtimes, eh? Give us some more overtimes. World Hockey World Overtime Challenge. Give it away hats. We still got hats. But you gotta guess the damn goal score. Figure it out. It's not that hard. Alrighty, let's wrap things up. It's Monday. It's Labor Day. I want to get out of here. I want to get golfing. And I know everyone else does too. Big thanks, Adam Urban Trout, Jeff Beck, team at 12 Ounce Sports, Zingo TV for Cody Jansen and all the great sponsors. MyBookie.ag, promo code 12OZ Sports, Wits Nutrition and Performance, Verbero Hockey, Coco Vodka, Coco Rum, 2D Wrap, Tub Masks. All of the above. And of course, the most popular, 12-ounce sports. Go check them out today. Hey, new merch line drop. Go support the fellas. Thank you very much. Have yourself a great long weekend. We'll talk to you on Friday. Be kind. And of course, you already know what. Be better. (laughs) 